Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. One of the hottest NFT collections has come from an unlikely place, the Web 2 app Reddit. They do not use any of the Web 3 or NFT buzzwords. They don't throw around any of the talking points that we typically use in this industry, yet Millions of people are buying them. Today, we're going to discuss why Reddit has found great success in this NFT marketplace and why I believe it previews the future of Web3. So what exactly is Reddit? Despite all the complex results that you're going to see if you try to even Google that, it is simply a platform with sub-communities built around interests. And these interests are widespreading. Currently, there are 50 million plus daily users and over 400 million plus monthly users on the app. And these interests are basically what you'd see in Facebook groups or in Twitter. You'll see them in communities. But on Reddit, they're divided into subreddits. So if you're familiar with how Discord is set up, basically a subreddit would be a channel within a server. Well, each section is built down into the various interests. And inside there, there's different conversations going on. But just to give you an idea of just the wide range of things, just scrolling down my thing really quick, Bible, coffee, Jamaica, space, woodworking, I mean... You can literally find any single topic that you can think of, and you can find a subreddit, vibrant conversations going on about that. But the interesting thing with that is when you make your posts, people have the ability to upvote or downvote. I forget which application it was. They started to implement something like that very similar. I want to say it was Facebook, if I'm not mistaken. Within Facebook groups, they're now adding an upvote and downvote feature. However, that is a staple within the Reddit community. So based on the number of upvotes, meaning a lot of people are finding that positive or valuable, then it's going to be shown a little bit more. It's going to be bumped up as far as on the subreddit. That person's going to be given a little bit more credibility, if you will, and a little bit more social status within that community because they're providing something of value. And quite the opposite, if a lot of people are downvoting it, well, it's going to move down in status. So if something happens to have a 90% upvote and it has lots of votes, well, it's going to rise to the top. A lot more people are going to see it. And that person who posted it is going to be a more valuable member of that community. That's the basic gist of how Reddit works. So think of any topic that you possibly want, and you can establish yourself as an authority within that by having good, vibrant conversation and people are upvoting it, giving you and your content more credibility. And this is where the GameStop apes actually started. There is a subreddit called Wall Street Bets. And if you're not familiar with the whole thing, as far as in the height of the pandemic, the GameStop stock absolutely went through the roof. And it was a whole thing about the little people versus the big hedge funds that were betting against that company going bankrupt. And without going into all the details of that, there's lots of content out there, great YouTube documentaries and so forth. But in summary, some guys on Reddit, this subreddit, I should say, of Wall Street Bets realized that big hedge funds were betting against it and had over leveraged themselves, put themselves in a reckless position, basically banking on the fact that GameStop was going to go bankrupt. So they pointed this out to their community and then the community on that subreddit, they all bought GameStop stocks and they called themselves the apes. They also did this with AMC theaters and a couple other companies as well. They just realized that Wall Street was betting on these companies failing and basically pushing down the price in order to make their millions and billions. So they did the actual opposite. They bought it, pushing up the price, making those big, huge hedge funds lose money. And the quote unquote little guys was making a fortune, pushing up the stock price. And that, in summary, was how they were able to rise to prominence, getting in all the news and so forth. But going back to all this NFT stuff, you can see 
where a lot of that culture, even the name, the apes and all of that has made its way over into NFTs and Web3 and the culture that we have here, even on Twitter. But it has its origins on Reddit. But here's the interesting thing. Generally speaking, the Reddit communities have been NFT skeptics, not very much supportive because over on Twitter, that is really the NFT hub. You won't necessarily find as vibrant as conversation and as many people on the other social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and so on, as you will find on Twitter. However, it is pretty ironic that a platform that has been historically pretty skeptical about NFTs has found some great success within that. So let's get to how all of that even started. Well, originally, there were no profile pictures or anything to identify anyone on Reddit. For the most part, it is an anonymous network, meaning that you can just post and there's really nothing linking back to a specific identity. However, a few years ago, they came out with profile pictures, which were just variations of the company's mascot. Their mascot is this little alien. His name is Snoo. And he's supposed to represent discovery and understanding across the communities. But they started to allow people to customize that mascot, putting him in different outfits, giving him hair, different colors and so forth. And that was really what started off their profile pictures. And then if you had a premium account, you're actually willing to pay some premium features. You had a lot more ability to customize it standing out from the pack. And especially if you're someone that is very active on Reddit, you could almost start your own little brand based on how you customize your little avatar. And all of that really picked up about two years ago. But in the June of 2021, of course, when everything was hyping up with the NFT market, they released some one of ones, which were the first NFTs for this new character that could be used as profile pictures. And they sold that on their community. They opened up a little marketplace and had the ability to purchase it. But going into this summer, they just ramped up everything and expanded the drops. And that is really where it started to go mainstream. However, it pretty much laid dormant for a few months right through the summer and really started to pick up steam recently within the last couple of weeks. But here's the interesting thing about their NFT program. Well, first of all, they do not call it NFTs. You will not see that in their marketing, their explanations or anything of that nature. What you do see is a collectible avatar. And I think that's very interesting because when I started collecting over on Wax, we were mostly calling these digital collectibles. So seeing that it's coming over and they're calling this thing a collectible avatar, it's like things are coming full circle. It is a term that we sort of moved away from and we're saying NFTs a lot. And I've always said, I do not like that term NFTs because what is that? It doesn't really explain anything. We don't use the word fungible all that much. And the average person, when you think of tokens, you think of back in the day with arcades or going to the subway in the 90s. But other than that, like, what do we really use tokens for these days trying to explain what a non-fungible token is versus a fungible token? But I'm not even going to go into all of that. I just like the fact that they're calling this thing a collectible avatar, and it reminds me of digital collectibles. It is a much more descriptive and clear way of stating exactly what these things are. They don't use any blockchain jargon as far as all the tech and all that stuff that's going on that we love to use, especially on Twitter or in those spaces when people are really trying to sound like they really know their stuff, that they're really technical and they start to talk about all the different acronyms and so forth and all the different layers and all that. Well, they use none of that. And as far as a wallet, they call it a vault. And this vault is actually in the app. So you don't have to go install MetaMask or some other thing. They go through all that. You set up everything in app and it's all running on the Polygon network. So it doesn't even really advertise that saying, yeah, this is all Polygon and explaining that this is on the blockchain. I think one or two places they might use that word blockchain backed, but they don't say, yes, this is an NFT running on the blockchain. You just don't see that phrase or those types of wording anywhere in the literature. And I think this is very interesting. But the most important part about it 
is they allow the users to pay in US dollars. It is not in crypto at all. So that is why it is even easier to go mainstream, if you will, and a lot of people are seeing this, and the price does not hurt at all either. It is between $10 and $100 for the most part compared to a lot of what the NFTs that we're seeing in the marketplace that is very affordable. And I think it's very important that they went with Polygon for a bunch of reasons. Well, first of all, they chose Polygon before the ETH merge. So automatically they were able to overcome the all all the environmental impact objections by saying well no this is on polygon it is much more efficient than any other of those blockchains that are destroying the universe that are destroying the environment and so forth so that argument went out the window from day one but also being on polygon the gas fees were so low that when you're buying a ten dollar nft it's not like you had to pay $100 in gas in order to make that transaction. And the people that might not even necessarily understand what is going on there and gas fees and how blockchains work and all that stuff. Well, guess what? With this, they don't even have to learn that. They buy an $10 NFT. And with that, they're able to cover the gas fees and everything on the back end. And the user doesn't have to know that there is validating and all those technical terms that we know within the NFT community. All they know is that they submit for their purchase and then it loads up and it is in their vault. But then what they did was much more interesting is they partnered with the communities. So within these subreddits and what have you, there's some artists that were very well named, well known and respected. They partnered with them to do the artwork and it was a very generous split. The overwhelming majority of the sale actually goes to the artist. So that was very interesting itself. So it's bridging in community with art and then of course giving all these people that are already engaged, they know each other, the joint interest in promoting it just makes it very interesting. It was a very smart move by them. And then also, they don't lock it into the app itself. They actually give you the ability to transfer it out to a MetaMask, a Ledger, or whatever you want to do. Because remember, this is on Polygon, and they actually give you all the access to it. It is truly yours, and in their literature, they outline that. This is not something that is just stored on Reddit, and it cannot go anywhere. No, you can take this out, and now you're seeing people actually selling it on OpenSea, on the open market. So it is very interesting as to how they set that up. So people might have just got it because they wanted to flex on Reddit in these subreddits, and a show off in their communities that they have this really cool, unique avatar. And then they could find out after the fact that, wow, this is something that other people might want and I can sell this on the open market. Very interesting right there. But why do I say this is a preview of the future? Well, first of all, the vast amount of numbers of people that we're talking about here, as I opened up and saying that they have over 50 million daily users and over 400 million monthly users, those are massive, massive numbers. And some people might say, well, yeah, well, how many of those people are actually purchasing these things? Well, according to their numbers, they have over 3 million volts, and which is what we would basically call wallets. And to give you perspective as to how much that is, well, OpenSea has about a million active accounts. So that is a massive difference between OpenSea and what we already have over on Reddit, 3x. And a lot of the skeptics that were making fun of NFTs and just saw no value in it whatsoever are now seeing the value in this thing. And they're not talking about the tech and all that stuff, but they're getting in it because it represents them, gives them a little bit of status within their community. And I don't care who you are, deep down status matters to you because you can't find someone that would be labeled as someone that does not care about status more than myself, but deep down, it's just human nature to want to be the best, want to stand out a little bit. Someone who just wants to have a badge on their Xbox profile or maybe 
a captain's badge on their sports jersey, something of that nature. Like those are the things that like humans really absolutely love, no matter how simple, how humble, how whatever it is that they are. And this allows them to do that for 10 to $100. And in many cases, they're even rewarded for their participation within the community. So it's like they're doing so many things that are, are fostering engagement. They're really playing on the collectability of things because uh, deep down people love to collect things. And there's just so many things that they're doing right to really engage what is already going on here. And working with those artists is bridging those communities together. So it is just very interesting. And with such a smooth on-ramp into Web3, I think this is really getting from the point of just a cool novelty, and it's really a mainstream adoption. Not a mass adoption, but a mainstream adoption. And the big difference is with an app like Reddit, this is mass adoption because our grandmothers, our aunts, our uncles, the least technical person that we could possibly think of at least understands how to get an app, where the app store is, whether it's on Apple or Google and so forth, and just loading something onto the phone. So that is mass adoption where pretty much everybody on the planet has access to a smartphone and apps. However, mainstream adoption is what we're seeing here, such a large platform, and this is now put before everyone. Same thing as when Starbucks had their rewards program launched and so forth, that is a mainstream application of Web3. Still, we haven't had the mass adoption where we can just go to go to a random person on the street and say, hey, what, let me see your wallet and see what kind of NFTs you're collecting. Well, when we get to that point, then, of course, that is mass adoption. And you could probably do that with apps. You could just walk down to a random person and say, hey, what is your favorite app on your phone? And they could probably tell you. They don't have to ask any questions. But if you do that same question, say, what is your favorite NFT or what is your favorite wallet to use, anything like that, most people are going to look at you like you have two heads. They have no idea what you're talking about. And because this is a mainstream application that is using this Web3 technology, here's the thing that they're going to do. They're going to do high volume, low prices. And that is what we're seeing right here, allowing masses to be able to purchase it rather than what we're seeing, say, with these 10,000 collections where it is high price, low volume it is completely different. And going forward, they're just doing so much with communities because this platform itself is built on communities. Each of these subreddits are communities around all those different interests. You can literally find reddits about balloon animals if you really want to, alien sightings, anything. Whatever you could possibly think of, you can find that. So having this built NFTs, communities, Reddit communities, I mean, it's like it goes hand in hand. So it is in my opinion, a perfect test subject out of all the social media platforms and everything, I think this is probably going to be the best fit for NFTs. And not just that, they're actually working on something that looks very much like a cryptocurrency or a social token. They're calling it community points. And based on your engagement and your involvement on these subreddits within these communities, you're going to earn these points that can also be transferred off of platform. But I'm not even going to really dive into that. That is a subject on its own. But if something that you possibly want to research, it's going to be there on the page as well. If you go into Reddit and you're reading about all these different uh, NFTs, or I should say these collectible avatars, you might stumble upon that information itself. But as that develops and they work out the kinks of that and they really roll it out, I'm going to cover that, do that in a separate episode itself. But it's just really showing where all this is going. All these companies that are coming into Web3 and trying to do their thing with NFTs and so forth, I think this is going to be a case study. 
every single time they're going to say, well, how exactly did Reddit do this? And they're going to use this as an example, as a blueprint as to how to foster that communication, how to add value that's separate and apart from the people that are just trying to resell it on the open market. Because these people want a status symbol within their communities, as I was saying earlier. And I think that is just very interesting. But I would love to know what your thoughts are on this. And hopefully you found this very helpful. And if you find these episodes to be helpful, I'd absolutely appreciate it. If you left me a rating or review in whatever podcast app that you are listening to, it goes a long way for this show. Obviously, I'm not selling ads or promo spots, but believe it or not, Ratings and reviews are extremely valuable to this show. So I would greatly appreciate that. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.